Hello, and thank you for listening to this life-changing message from River of Life. If you enjoy this message, we invite you to check out River of Life live this Sunday at 10.30 a.m. in Crawfordville. Visit riveroflifefl.com for service times and directions. That's riveroflifefl.com. Now, let's join Senior Pastor Henry Jones as he teaches from the Word of God. That's the question, and to deny the existence of demons is to deny the Scriptures themselves. I'm struggling right now, guys. I've got to tell you. I'm struggling right now. So I need to do something, if you don't mind. In the name... Of Jesus Christ. That name which is above every name. That name before which heaven and earth will bow. In that name. I'm a blood-bought, blood-washed child of God. I have authority. Over all the powers of darkness. And so today, no more chains, no more heaviness, no more demonic interference. In the name of Jesus, I command you to go from this place. This is holy ground. This is holy ground. Hallelujah. Sit down if you can. Now, friends, that's a little bit of an enactment, but I can tell you, without a doubt, there are some here today, and you have chains on you. Uh, You're being bombarded with thoughts from elsewhere. The enemy is throwing fiery darts into your brain. That's what the Bible calls them. One theologian said that they, they cause our, our thinking to be inflamed and the scripture calls them fiery darts. You see those thoughts, those sinful thoughts, those uh, distracting thoughts, those negative thoughts, those demeaning thoughts, those condemning thoughts, those hopeless thoughts that we all have from time to time. That's an attack from the enemy. That is a frontal attack from the enemy. He's coming after you. He's declaring war against your mind. And and he's trying to inflame your thoughts. He's trying to cause confusion. Have you ever had those days where you just, you felt confused all day long? Friends, that's a spiritual attack. He... He's trying to cause distraction. I guarantee you, before this service is over, and please do not be offended with what I'm about to say, but for no reason at all, someone will distract this service, and they don't even know why they're distracting it, except the enemy just nudges them just a little bit. Under the control of the enemy and don't even know it. You see, the enemy does not want you to hear this message. He does not want you to be, he, he wants you to be distracted. By the way, w- one of the things that the enemy does is he tries to deceive us. You are constantly being bombarded by lies from the enemy. 
And then the last thing the enemy wants to do is he wants to totally defeat you. He wants to destroy you. He wants to destroy you. He wants to destroy your marriage. He wants to destroy your children. He wants to destroy your church. He wants to destroy your land in which you live. He wants to destroy you. And by the way, if, if not physically, He definitely wants to destroy you spiritually. He wants you to be spiritually dead. And I can tell you, if you are a child of God this morning, then you're doing constant battle with the enemy, whether you know it or not. And I've heard it said, and I do believe this, that sometimes when the enemy is doing his best work, he enters into the room, he does his evil deed, and he slips out, and nobody even knows he's been in the room. I can tell you, friends, that the enemy is fighting against you. You see, one of the things the Bible teaches us, and it's very clear, and that is that the devil is the enemy of everything that's good and everything that's righteous and everything that's holy. If you are trying, just trying, the least little bit to do what's right, good, and righteous, the enemy has you as a target. They don't want you to be there. And so, so what I want to do this morning is I want to teach you very simply, it's not as hard as you might think, I want to teach you how to do spiritual warfare, how to deal with the demonic, how to put the enemy to flight, and how to cast down lies. Are you ready? <clears throat> Alright, this is going to be good. Now the first thing I need to do, and I hate that I have to do this, but I need to do this. First thing I need to do is tell you what does not work. Because we've been brainwashed into thinking that some things work when they don't work. Let me tell you what does not work. Holy water. (laughs) Holy water doesn't work. Now it makes for good movies. I actually like watching it myself. You know, somebody takes holy water and they they throw it on a a demon or a demon-possessed person and, and we... We see them sizzle and melt, and they're driven back. It's good theatrics, isn't it? Friends, I'm honest with you. When you're under attack by the enemy, you better be throwing something at him stronger than water. And by the way, it's also good for prophets. It is amazing what people who say they believe in Jesus will buy into. You can go on Amazon. I just tried this. You can go on Amazon and find 30, 40, 50 different brands of holy water. And you can order you a little bottle. In fact, you can get some from, from the Jordan River and from all over these holy places. And for 60 or $70, you can get you some, some, oil, I mean some water, some holy water. Now, I, but I would advise you, save your money and believe your Bible. Don't do that. Water that is declared to be holy and miraculous and purifying is not biblical, and trust me, holy water will not work in battle. It's not what the Bible teaches. Now hold on. Let me get a little closer to home. Let me tell you something else that won't work. The anointing oil won't work. It won't work. I'm sorry, not in spiritual warfare it won't work. Now, I love the anointing with oil, and the Bible does teach us to anoint with oil. And if you read your Bible, you'll find out that uh, coronation services, where they were inducting kings to take the throne, they would anoint them with oil to set them aside. 
Prophets and priests were anointed with oil as they began their ministry. Inanimate objects were anointed with oil when they were placed into the full-time service of the Lord. And people were anointed with oil when they were sick and they were healed. It is a beautiful thing. Please listen now. It's a beautiful thing. We anoint with oil all the time. It'll probably happen before this service is over. But let's put it in the right biblical context. Every now and then somebody will say to me, you know, I was doing spiritual warfare at my house and I anointed every room in my house. I anointed every glass in the cabinet. I, I, I anointed my detergent before I washed my clothes. I, some of this stuff is so strange you, you can hardly believe it. I anoint myself. I anoint my children. Now, I want to tell you, I've anointed my house before. I don't guess there's anything wrong with it. All represents the presence of the Holy Spirit. And, and do it in faith if you want to. But I can tell you, that's not how the Bible tells us to do spiritual warfare. You can anoint your house, yourself, your children, your car, your cat. You can anoint everything you've got. And it will not intimidate the devil. That's not what the Bible tells us to do. It has its place, but that's not what the Bible tells us to do. Here's something else, the laying on of hands. Now, the Bible teaches the laying on of hands. It's biblical. It's something we should do. It's something we should do often. And it's a a wonderful experience. There's energy in it. There's power in it. The Holy Spirit bears witness with it. And we lay hands on people all the time and we pray for them. But it will not work in spiritual warfare. You can have people to lay hands on you every day of your life and pray over you, and the devil will still create havoc in your life. has to be more than that. The Bible tells us how to do it. Those are not the ways you do it. By the way, child of God, I hope you know this already, but it'll help you to hear it again. Child of God, you do not need an exorcism. You don't need somebody to cast the devil out of you. (laughs) The devil got kicked out of your life the day you got saved. If, If you please, you've already had an exorcism. It's called salvation. You had an experience with the Lord Jesus Christ where He took you out of the kingdom and the domain of darkness and He brought you into the kingdom of His dear Son, the light and glory of God Himself. Now, I'm not saying you won't deal with demons. I'm not saying that you shouldn't do spiritual warfare. I'm just telling you, you don't need somebody to cast a demon. You don't need an exorcism. What you need to do is start exercising what the Bible says and put the enemy to flight. That's what you need to do. Hey, I've got one more. So I keep getting closer to home here. This symbol will not work in spiritual warfare. I'm holding my cross up right now. I love my cross. Don't you love your cross? I love this cross. But it will not work in spiritual warfare warfare. Again, you've seen the movies where somebody holds a cross up and evil spirits, intimidated, vampires, demons, they cringe. Friends, let me tell you, if that's as deep as it goes, you hold a cross up in front of the enemy and he'll laugh at you and he'll have his way with you. 
let me let me prove what I say just for a second. If you'll work with me on this, if you're wearing a cross today in any way or form, you have a cross on you. Would you please stand up and remain standing? Just stand. This is not a trick. Don't say I'm not going to stand. He's going to nail us when I. <laughs> this is not a trick. Just just stand up. Remain standing. Because I need you to help me with something, okay? The first thing I want to say to everybody who's standing, and by the way, many of you are not standing. You, you wear your cross on a regular basis, so don't worry about it. It's good. But here's the first thing I want to say to everybody standing. Thank you for wearing the cross. Amen. Thank you for letting the world know that you are a follower of Jesus Christ. It speaks volumes. Thank you for being unashamed of your faith. Thank you for being unashamed of the one who died on the cross to pay your sin debt and to save your soul. Thank you. But here's what I want to tell you. You're going to help me out here for a second. You're going to help me tell the re- everybody else here today that this will not work in spiritual warfare. If there's one person who's standing who can come to this platform and say, Pastor, every time I put this cross on, all my problems go away. (laughs) No more interference from the enemy. It's all peace and serenity. It's all victory. Moment I take it off, there's bombardment. The moment I put it on, everything is wonderful. Does anybody have that testimony? Keep wearing your cross, but don't depend on it. The devil's not afraid of your cross. He's afraid of the one who died on the cross for your sins. And that's where you need to be. Would you please be seated? So the question is, you can tell I'm wound up about this. Man, I got, I got rid of those demon spirits, didn't I? Wow. So, so the question is, what will work? So this is what works. Now, if you wanted something flashy and, and like Hollywood, you're probably going to be disappointed in all this. But anyway, this what works. Prayer. I'm not talking about saying your prayers for you eat your meal as a ritual. I'm talking about bowing your knees before the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Reading your Bible. Studying your Bible. Allow somebody who knows more than you about the Bible to teach you the Bible and find somebody who knows less about the Bible than you do and you teach them the Bible. Read your Bible. Study your Bible. Stay in fellowship with believers. Worship and praise. The Bible tells us that he inhabits the praises of his children. One of the first things I do when I'm under attack is I start worshiping and praising. And I want to tell you all, you may not think this old man can dance. But David danced before the Lord. And sometimes when I'm home, I get in my living room and I sing and praise and I dance and I turn circles. You probably wouldn't want to see it, but anyway. (laughs) But heaven sees it. It, it, These are biblical things. Start speaking in faith. One time Jesus said, if you say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the midst of the sea. And if you believe, that's faith. It will be done. You will have what you say. 
Use the power of words of faith. Keep speaking those. Put your faith in the blood of the cross and believe the promises of the word. One one scripture says, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. All those other things I just told you about pale in comparison to the blood of the lamb, putting your faith in that blood. And then the word of your testimony, which testifies to the blood of the Lamb. The enemy has overcome that way. Stay alert and watchful and watch out for your enemy. Put on the whole armor of God. Fasting and praying. Using the name of Jesus. We've been singing about that name the whole service. Now you thought I forgot to read my text. But I didn't. You should be right now at Luke ten seventeen. are you? You can see it on the screen if you're not. We're just going to focus on what I think is the most powerful thing that you need to know about spiritual warfare. Luke 10, 17. Then the 70 returned with joy saying, now just this next part I want you to read with me out loud. Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. All right. That's, that's pretty awesome, isn't it? Jesus sends out 70. He puts them in groups of two. You got 35 teams going all over the land of Israel, going out before his face. The Bible tells us, and they come back thrilled. They are overjoyed. And they're saying, even the demons are subject to us in your name. I love verse 18. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Do you see it? You know what Jesus said to them? Now I'm paraphrasing, but this is what Jesus said. I know, guys. I know. I know the demons are subject to you. I was there. I was with the Father. I was there in the beginning. I was there when the chief demon, the head demon, the most powerful of all demons was cast out of heaven and he fell like lightning. Oh, I know. He tried to take over the authority of heaven, but he was subject to the authority of heaven and cast out. Guys, I've known this the whole time. I'm glad you know it now and I rejoice with you. Now, I added a lot of words in there, but Jesus said, I saw it. Verse 19, Jesus goes on and says, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Now, the first thing that you need to know about spiritual warfare This is the most important thing, is that you can do it. You you can do it. You can put the enemy to flight. You can defeat him rather than him defeating you. That's, That's what our scripture tells us, to believe that you have been given authority over the power of the enemy and start using that authority is the first and I think the most important step in spiritual warfare. Just, just believe it. Do you have authority over demonic spirits? Do you? Why would we think that we don't have authority over demonic spirits? 
uh, spirits. Listen, Jesus had authority over the demonic. The first disciples had authority over the demonic. The 70 servants that were appointed to go out, they had authority over the demonic. So why would you think you don't have that authority? Why would you think you're a victim? Because that's not what the Bible teaches. Here, this clears it up. Mark 16, 17. And these signs will follow those who... Say it. In my name they will cast out... Do you believe? Are you a child of God? Then you need to be reminded that you have authority. That the one who's devastating, the one who's destroying, the one who's confusing things, the one who's lying, the one who's messing your world up on a daily basis, you have authority to do something about that. Now, there's a big difference between power and authority, but the Bible says you have authority. Did you know that you have authority to get the enemy out of your life? To drive him back? You have authority to drive back the enemy when it comes to your children, when it comes to your home, your church, your finances. I think in your health sometimes. We know that some sickness is not of the enemy. It's just natural. The Bible teaches that. But sometimes it is of the enemy. And sometimes it can be just driven back. You don't have the power to do that. You have the authority to do that. Do you know the difference between power and authority? Here it is. Power is the ability to do something. That's what power is. If you have the power of speech, that means you can talk. Authority is the right to give orders and command obedience. Now, Jesus didn't give us power over demonic forces. You don't have, you're not as strong as a demon. You're no match for the devil. The enemy is powerful. Principalities and powers and wickedness in high places. There's a kingdom of darkness and you are powerless in and of yourself. You're a victim in and of yourself. Jesus didn't give us power, but he did give us authority. Now, Remember what authority is? It's the right to give orders and to command obedience. Jesus said you have authority. You can step into the authority. And you can give orders. And you can command obedience. Not power. But authority. I I got on the internet and I searched for a long time. And I was looking for an illustration that would demonstrate somebody being powerless and yet having great power and authority backing them up. And I, I found a video clip, a one and a half minute video clip. And, and it's from a movie. I don't know anything about the movie. It may be a bad movie. It may be an evil movie. Uh, I, don't, I don't know the name of the movie. I don't, I don't know anything about the movie. But I know this one and a half minute clip that I saw. And by the way, if it's a bad movie, don't watch it. <laughs> but I watched a one and a half minute clip. And when I watched that clip, I said, that is it. That is it. That's what spiritual warfare looks like in the natural. Now, it's taking place in the spirit realm, but that's what it looks like in the natural. So let me give you the clip. Here it is. 
I didn't give it to them in time, so I'll just describe it to you. There's this guy, and he's in this office building, this high-rise office building. It's a plush office. Plate glass windows behind him, overlooking the city. Nice-looking guy. He's seated behind his desk. All is well. And then all of a sudden, three gunmen burst through the door with guns pointed at him. He's got three guns pointed at him. He stands up, holds his chest out, stands confident and resolute. And then he does something. This is what he does. He takes his hands and he goes... They got a standoff. There's three guys that have real guns, and we got this guy who's got his thumbs in the air and two fingers pointed at them like guns. He's doing this. The gunmen look at each other. Who's this guy, crazy? And then he says something like this. He says, guys, I don't remember the exact words, but he says, I'm dangerous. You don't want to mess with me. And they think, man, we have got a basket case on our hands. And then all of a sudden, one of the gunmen takes a step toward him and he goes, bow! And the guy just drops to the ground. <laughs> and another one steps, he goes, bow! He drops to the ground. The third one just throws his hands up. He, <laughs> he's bewildered. And he says this, he says, on your face or I'll make your heart stop beating. <laughs> Guy got on his face, I would too. <laughs> they, had, they had real powerful weapons pointed at him. He had nothing but his fingers and his thumb. That's all he had. But he had something they didn't know about. He had backup. He had someone backing him up. He had a powerful weapon standing behind him. In the neighboring building, there was a sniper looking through a scope with his finger on the trigger, watching his every move. And the moment he gestured like that, the sniper shot him. <laughs> now, don't, this is just an illustration. I'm not in for killing people. I mean, come on. Don't get, and when he does this, every time he makes a gesture, the gunman was watching him, and the guy just falls. Friends, he could be confident even though he was weak within himself because he knew he had more firepower behind him than they had in front of him. Powerless in and of himself, but great power behind him. I know this is just Hollywood, but it really draws the picture. Child of God, listen to me. You've been born again. It's time for you to stop being intimidated by the enemy. It's time for you to stop being pushed around by the enemy. It's time for you to stop receiving commands from the enemy. It's time for you to stand your ground. You are a child of God. And you have been given authority. And heaven has your back. You see the reason... Yeah, come on. The reason I'm telling you the most important thing in spiritual warfare is believing that you have the authority because if you don't believe it, you won't act on it. 
But when you step into the authority that's been given to you as a child of God and you speak words of faith, I don't care what's in front of you, there's more firepower from heaven behind you. Do you remember the story of the prophet and the young prophet boy? And the prophet was, the young prophet boy was scared out of his mind. And the prophet said, don't worry about that army out there. There's more with us than against us. And he prayed and God opened his eyes and he saw, oh, friends, you can't see what's ready to back you up. Heaven is ready to back you up. It's time for the church of Jesus Christ to stop playing games and stop using gimmicks and step into the Word of God, step into the authority that they have in Jesus' name and start speaking with authority knowing that heaven is standing behind them. Years ago, I invited a famous evangelist to come to Wakulla County and preach. And I really didn't think he would come because he was going all over the United States. And I personally had heard him at a couple places where there was 40, 50,000 people. But I called him and I said, will you come to Wakulla County? I said, we don't have but 30,000 people in the whole county. Will you come and preach here? He said, sure, give me a date. So he was here, and I had the privilege of talking, carrying on many conversations with him. This is one of the things I heard him say. He said, I was traveling somewhere to preach in a service one night. And he said, I had a couple-hour layover in the airport. I found me a, a little quiet place, kind of in a back hallway in the airport. And I got my notes out, and I got my Bible, and I was, wait, I was getting ready to preach that night. He said, I was so excited. And he said, I had my Bible in front of me, and he said, I was just engrossed in it. And he said, and all of a sudden, these are the first, the first thing I heard was, give me all your money. He said, he looked up. And he said, there was a guy standing in front of him with a knife. And he said, excuse me? He said, give me your money. And he said, well, okay. So he stands up. And he looks at this guy. And he said, I am begotten of God. And the wicked one can't touch me. The guy said, what did you just say? What are, what are you saying? He said, listen carefully. I am begotten of God. And the wicked one can't touch me. Sam Cathy said, that poor guy stood there and said his, his hand, his hand started shaking. And said, and then all of a sudden, like that knife was on fire, he dropped it and it just bounced on the floor. And said, that guy took off running. He said he reached down on the floor, picked the knife up, put it in his pocket, but he knew that night was going to be a powerful service yeah. in the Lord. Oh, friends, friends, we've been given authority. You say, Pastor, tell me what to say. Tell me, wh wh I don't care what you say. Heaven doesn't care what you say as long as it's in faith. If you're using the name of Jesus, if you know that heaven is, do it. By the way, look at the enemy and shoot him sometime. Kaboom. <laughs> Next time your husband's giving you some trouble.
just start firing off some spiritual rounds. Bam, bam, bam. It won't hurt him, I tell you. It'll help him. And so, uh, and you say, guys, what about equal treatment? You're not going to get it today. I won't. I want to stay on the good side of the women here. But, but do you step into your authority? Don't, don't get all carried away. Don't get out there and make a demonstration before the world. You don't have to holler at devils and demons. You can whisper them out of your presence. In the name of Jesus, I have the authority. You've got to go. You've you got to get out of here. Just Just speak. Um, Kenneth Hagan died about 15 years ago. And Kenneth Hagan was uh, the founder, the, many people call him the founder, the father of the Word Faith Movement. And, and I have to tell you, a lot of what's going on in the name of the Word Faith Movement I think is off base. But if you go back and read some of those original books by the founder, Kenneth Hagan, listen to some of his sermons. Oh, that's good biblical stuff. And, and he wrote books about living in the authority that's given to us as children of God. There's one illustration that I heard him give. And, and this is an amazing illustration. But he said when he was young, he said he would, he would pray and ask Jesus to manifest himself to him. Jesus, would you just come down? I won't tell anybody. <laughs> Will you just come down? Will you just talk to me? We, I just got so many. I want to hear your voice. I've got so many questions. I have to admit, when I was younger, I prayed some prayers. And don't feel bad if you've ever prayed that prayer. I, I have too. Uh, the, the only problem with it, friends, is he has already come down. He has already talked to us. And it's recorded in the Word, and you need to read your Bible. But anyway, he said he was praying that as a young preacher, and he said one day he was really deep in prayer, and he said, and all of a sudden he went into a trance. He said he was in this trance, and he said it was a, a vision, a day vision. And, and, th and then what he said is when he opened his eyes, the whole room was washed out. He couldn't see anything. He knew he was in the spirit realm at that time. And he said, and then he saw Jesus coming down. He said it was the most glorious thing he'd ever seen in his life. He saw Jesus. And he thought, oh my goodness, this is what I've been praying for. And then Jesus started talking to him. And the moment Jesus started talking, he said a demon came screaming in to that whole scene. He said the best description he could give it looked like a monkey, a screaming demon monkey, I guess. And he said that monkey came in and said that monkey started squealing and screaming and, and chattering away and, and, and just yakety, 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 yak. And he said, there I was, Jesus standing before me. He's moving his lips, but I can't hear a word he's saying. And he said, and then I got this demon that's screaming. And he said, I, I was about to panic. I knew this was the one time in my life to, to talk to Jesus. And he cries out to Jesus in, in this trance, in this dream he has. He cries out to Jesus and he says, Jesus, oh, I want to hear your voice. Please make this demon go away. And he said he heard Jesus say these words, I can't do that. 
He said, Lord, what do you mean you can't do that? You're the Son of God. You're the Savior of the world. You're the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Jesus, what do you mean you can't do that? And Jesus said, I can't do that. That's not the way it works. I've given you the authority. If you don't want that demon here, then make him go away. Kenneth Hagin said he took a deep breath and he said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I command you to leave. And he said, that demon went screaming out of sight. He thought, oh boy, now I can hear. He said he turned back and took one look at Jesus and boom, it was all over. And he he said he was sad to start with because he said, I never did get to hear him. And then he said, Oh, yes, I did. And for the rest of his life, Kenneth, Kenneth Hagin preached with authority, shook a nation for the glory of God, and he spoke against the evil one. Why, why is that so strange to us today? In Acts, the 16th chapter, the apostle Paul had a demon that was harassing him. And the Bible tells us that Paul turned around and looked at him and said, said to that demon, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you. Go back and read the story. The demon did what he was commanded to do. Oh, friends, I'm asking you today, isn't it, isn't it time that you step into the authority that God has given you, it is, it is an amazing, it's a wonderful thing. I want to close with this. It's one of the most powerful songs I've ever heard in my life, and it was written by Don Potter. And this is what it says. It says, uh, I have decided I'm going to make a stand. I have decided I'm taking back my land. I have decided Thus far and no more, I'm going to take up the sword and fight in the name of the Lord. Oh, friends, isn't it time to just step into your authority? And, 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 and maybe I should have told you this in the beginning. This sermon is not so much about how to as it is about you can. Your, your method If methodology was important, the Bible would have told us. But it doesn't tell us. Isn't it time that you realize you can put the enemy to flight, that you can have victory? I guarantee you there are some people here, right here today, and there's something that has been harassing you for a long time. It's time to take a stand. Time to step into the authority. It's time to take back your land. Listen to me. This is all biblical now, right out of the Word of God. You are more than a conqueror through the one who loved you and saved you and brought you out of darkness. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. If God is for you, who can be against you? He that's in you is greater than he that's in the world. You have been given authority over all the power of the enemy. Heaven is watching your every move. And heaven is listening to your every word. 
and heaven is ready to move into action. I want to say this. I believe, I believe the vision that Kenneth Hagin had. I believe that vision. I don't believe Jesus will ever make that harassing demon that keeps stealing your victory. I don't believe Jesus will ever make him go away. I think you can pray and get anointed. You can do anything you want to do. Jesus is not going to make that demon go away. But you can make him go away. You can step into the authority and start speaking words of faith. Would you bow with me in prayer? Thank you again for listening to this life-changing message from River of Life. If this message has touched you today, or you need someone to pray with you, then please let us know. You can call us at 850-926-1200 or send an email to info at riveroflifefl.com. We also encourage you to visit River of Life this Sunday at 1030 a.m. in Crawfordville. For more information, visit us at riveroflifefl.com.